Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge on Yahoo Sports Radio. Our next guest is a longtime friend of the show and of ours and of just about everyone who knows him. And now he's a friend of the Hall of Fame, too. Ladies and gentlemen, he's no longer former head coach Tony Dungy, Super Bowl winner and coach for the NFL's sixth best winning percentage. Nope, now he's Hall of Fame coach Tony Dungy, member of the class of 2016. And, Tony, that sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It does, and it's still hard to process. But, uh, man, it's an awesome, awesome honor. And to, to be with the other seven guys going in, it's a special feeling and one I'll never, ever forget. Tony, they say that uh, when you go in, you develop a camaraderie with your class, the guys in it. Did you see that developing last weekend? Absolutely. It already has. Marvin Harrison already named Kevin Green the captain of our, our class. <laughs> but it is, and the wives all bonded and you know, for me, it's just weird because every guy, there was some kind of tie-in. And I played a year for Eddie DeBarlo. I played 21 games against Brett Favre, uh, Marvin and I going in together. Kevin Green, you know, played against him so often. Orlando Pace, we played in that NFC Championship game in 99. And I, I remember being introduced to him um, at Terry Glenn's Pro Day. And the coach at Ohio State saying, this is the best player we've got. He's going to be one of the best players ever to come out of Ohio State. And just on and on and on. Uh, Dick Stanfield, you know, me being a a Lions guy growing up, and then he coached all those years uh, uh, and getting to coach against him. So it was just uh, something. Ken Stabler's grandson, you know, I was able to tell them about 1977, my rookie year, and playing against Ken Stabler. And it just, uh, it was incredible. Uh, incredible to tie in. And you do, you feel like, we feel like a family already. I know, uh, so I'm sure that a lot of things go through a guy's mind when this moment finally comes and they knock on the door and tell you that you're in the hall, Tony. But what was the first person you thought of? What was the first thing that came to mind when, once you realized you were in? I thought of my dad, who told me when I was very young, don't let other people define what you want to do. Do do what is in your mind and your dreams. And so I thought of him, and it would have been special to have him and my mom there. Uh, but then I thought of Coach Noel right away. And, and Coach Noel hired me as a 25-year-old with no coaching experience and, and you know, guiding me through uh, for, for eight years, showing me how to do things. That, that's who my mind raised back to, all the lessons I learned from him. Would you be here without him, Tony? Absolutely would not. Um, you know, took a chance on me as a, a player, but then uh, as, as a coach as well, and, and just, you know, put me in charge of a secondary um, with Mel Blunt and J.T. Thomas and Donnie Shell and guys who taught me how to play. And then that was a, a risk. And then three years later, made me the defensive coordinator when I was 28 and, and you know, didn't go outside and, and get someone else. So he, he got me started. But more than anything, um, I think he taught me that you could have a life away from the game. He talked about that all the time and he lived it. You know, we prepared and worked as hard as anybody, but we didn't sleep in the office. We didn't. Uh, you know, we didn't do crazy stuff like that. And he wasn't a guy that embarrassed people or yelled at people or tried to make the point that he was the head coach. He always talked about teaching and encouraging your guys and helping your players. So everything I learned, not not just on the field and X's and O's, and you can talk about 
cover two, and you know, I learned all that from him. But more than that, how to coach and how to help people be the best they could be, I uh, couldn't have had a better teacher. Tony, it took you three, three years to get in. How frustrating is it that you spent a lifetime having an impact on making decisions and putting yourself in a position of all but for three years, you can do nothing? The record doesn't change. There's nothing you can say or do that can help your case. How frustrating was that three-year wait? Well, it, it wasn't frustrating, but it was funny to me because Ira Kaufman, as you know, was my presenter, and he's interviewing me every year, and I'm saying, Ira, I haven't done anything in the last eight years. I don't know what I can tell you to help sell this. Uh, and he was getting more frustrated than I was. But He did a good job. I'll tell you that. He made a great presentation saying i looked around at the reception and who would i not vote for and that's when i didn't think it was going to happen that's you know morton anderson he's not getting a lot of play but but guys he's the leading scorer in the history of the league and ezra and james played for me and you know four 1500 yard seasons and he could catch the ball and block and do everything and and so you look at all these guys and say, I, I don't know who they're going to eliminate. So it just uh, it, it's still hard to believe. You know, Tony, many coaches <clears throat> tell me that they remember the losses far more longer and more deeply than the victories. You've had plenty of, of, of both as with any coach. Uh, did this moment deaden any of the disappointment of some of those uh, losses, especially playoff losses, or do, or do they sort of still burn there kind of in the bottom of your stomach? You know, I always look at losses as, as disappointments, but as times to grow. And, uh, you know, that's why I was kind of a little disappointed at Cam Newton, uh, you know, the other day that, you know, yeah, sure, you're disappointed, but you got to say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to learn from this. We're going to grow. We're going to come back better next year. So um, I always, you know, I, I never let the disappointments eat at you. And, and I do think we could have won a couple of more Super Bowls. Our 2005 team, that, that was the best team I, I've ever been around, I think, and, and we didn't win it. But it gave us fuel for 2006 and uh, it kept us going. So that's the way you look at it. And then when a moment like this comes, when, when now people are talking about you in the category of Chuck Noll and Bill Walsh and you know Tom Landry and Joe Gibbs of guys who I just looked at as the icons, to be in the same room, um, it's just incredible. We're with Tony Dungy, member of the Hall of Fame's class of 2016. And Tony, as you mentioned, you're going in with one of your former players, Marvin Harrison, and you mentioned you also played uh, for Eddie DeBartolo, who's going in. And you are going in on a weekend, or you were elected on a weekend, when another of your former players, that's Peyton Manning, won his second Super Bowl. Does it get any better than this? It could not have been more perfect. That was my, my first question. As David Baker comes to the door, the president of the Hall of Fame, and he says, you're in. And I was like, oh, my, my goodness, I can't believe it. My wife's screaming. My nine-year-old son, Justin's crying. And, you know, and so then I said, well, I don't know if you can tell me who else is in. And he said, yeah, I can tell you Marvin's in. And it just, I, I, man, it was, it was great. And he and I are on the sideline waiting to be introduced. And, and so we're watching the warm-ups and watching Pete Manning in what might be his last game warming up. And it was just, uh, it was such an emotional feeling. And then for, for him to, to go out as a winner, it couldn't have been a better weekend. Tony, you, you told me that you heard from your Little League coach. Are you surprised yes. at the people that have called? And who's called? And, and who, who's been the biggest surprise of the calls? Everybody. I mean, from way back to my first coach when I was probably seven years old and eight years old going into Little League baseball. And, um, you know, my high school coaches have, have texted and, 
um, you know, tried to get in touch with me. And, and uh, of course, all my Steeler buddies and ex-teammates uh, and um, it's just it's just been incredible, and, and um, that was probably the most touching moment. You know, we're on the, on the stage, lined up, and then all of the Hall of Famers come up that are in the audience and congratulate you. And to see you know Franco Harris and Lynn Swan, you know, come up and just say congratulations, man, you're with us. It, it, it still doesn't even feel right. Did you, Tony, think at all about? You know, so many people, the three of us included, told you many times, you know, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of what, what year it happens. Do you ever allow yourself to think, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's going to happen, maybe not this year, maybe not next year? But, or, did, or did you always think it was just a sort of thing in the distance that you know, do, happens to other people but not to me? You, you're never quite sure it's going to happen. And everybody would tell you, oh, you, when you make the final 15, you're so close and you just have to be patient. And I talked to Andre Reed a, a little bit on uh, Thursday night as well. And he was saying, oh, I think this is going to be your year. You know, I had to wait, but it, it's worth it. And it's going to be worth it for you. And, and that's when you start getting nervous because at first you do think, well, it's not going to happen. And then when guys start to say, I, I think this might be your year, um, that, that, that's when it gets a little nerve-wracking. But <laughs> I always looked at it that if it did happen, it was just going to be such icing on the cake. And I thought I'd be kind of low-key about it, but, but there's no way you can be low-key when it happens. Tony, thanks for the time, thanks for the friendship, and congratulations on reaching Canada. Oh, thank, thank you. It's just an awesome feeling. I can't tell you what a great feeling it is. We'll be out there to see you. Yeah, we'll see you. All right. <laughs> we'll see you in August. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. I appreciate it, guys. Yep, thank you. That was Hall of Fame coach Tony Dungy. Up next, we'll take a look at the Hall's class of 2017. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network.